Hello, my name is Madeline Rickett, and you're listening to the It Might Get Better podcast. Today's topic is all about Harry Potter, so grab some polyjuice potion and enjoy the show. Okay, y'all, I have had a day. I have spent all day filming for one of my classes, literally from, I think, 10 a.m. this morning to just now, and it is 7.30 with very minimal breaks in between. I am dying. I got coffee earlier today. I did not get coffee. I made myself a coffee. Like, it was fun, but holy crap, was it long. I am recording way later than I wanted to, and I don't even know if I'm going to have time to edit this, so I have absolutely no time this week. This weekend is Easter weekend and also my cousin's bachelorette party, so I will be there, and I am excited for it. Do not get me wrong. There is just a lot of work that needs to happen before then in order for me to enjoy it, and today was absolutely a disaster. Not Okay, today was not a disaster. Today was just long, and I am hoping that my friend will get me food. If not, it's fine, but I'll be a little sad because your girl has absolutely no energy to cook. I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Madeline. I am a communications student with a double concentration in journalism and broadcasting, and I am tired. <laughs> um... This is usually the part in the episode in which I shout out a student artist, but your girl did not get that far this week. I am just going through it, and I am sorry. Like, it is episode three. I should not be going through it this much on on the episode. So I think already, just with how the episodes are structured, uh, I record in a space that is only open Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I record typically on Monday so that I can get it out by Tuesday, but already that just isn't becoming sustainable. So I am thinking about switching around my release days so that I have more time to both record and edit instead of having to get it all done in one night or having to record like a whole week in advance. So let me know what you guys think on my Instagram. I can like put a poll or a little thingy you could fill out on there because this is a lot. And I just have a feeling that I won't have time to do it every week if I continue like this. And I don't want to do that. So I'm thinking about moving it to maybe like a Thursday release instead. So let me know. But anyway, (laughs) I just had to get all that off my chest because it's just been an absolutely wild day. And I'm I'm happy that it's coming to a close. So we're going to get to the actual point of the episode, and that is Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter is the love of my life. Harry Potter is something that means the absolute world to me. I promised you nerdy episodes, and you will get them. I have always wanted to be one of those people that's able to like share how they got into Harry Potter on like a platform. That's like a popular like thing in the Potter tube sphere, if that's what it's actually called. But, you know, people will post a video about how they got into Harry Potter and what it means to them. And I wanted to do that today because I've never been able to share it. I've just kind of like, I've gone over it enough times in my head after watching those videos that like I know it pretty well. And this is going to be a longer episode than normal. So hope you're all right with that. 
it'll be a good time. And if Harry Potter's not your jam, for one, okay. And for two, I hope you stick around anyway. If not, see you next week. I also want to mention one more time that I in no way support she who must not be named transphobic statements. I have spent a lot of time over the past year, year, year and a half since she, you know, announced herself as a turf, going through the stages of grief and accepting that that is who she is. And it is awful and her words have harm, but I have just come to a point where her being a terrible person does not influence my love of the series anymore. I understand that that is not feasible for some people and some people do not want to consume it anymore. And that is fine and perfectly valid for anyone who sees it that way, but it is just not authentic to me. And I definitely am someone that tries as much as possible to practice death of the author and separating art from the artist, because I think it's important to do that because otherwise I think it gets hard to enjoy things without constantly feeling guilty. So yeah, I just noticed that whenever I talk into this mic, a little green light flashes and that is the most distracting thing in the entire world. But anyway, yeah, just to reiterate, we do not stand JK Rowling, but this is a safe space for Harry Potter fans who are not transphobic. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll just get right into it. So when I was a kid in like elementary school, I swore that I was never going to read Harry Potter because I remember like walking through like the Scholastic Book Fair. And I think what I saw was like a cardboard cutout of one of the books or like something like it to made to look like a really big book that you could like potentially open. And I saw that and I was immediately <laughs> terrified. I was like, nope. I was like six years old when I decided this. I was like, I am never going to read Harry Potter. It is just not for me. They are too big, too scary. I was a very anxious kid, you know, wonder why that was. And the very first time I ever watched one of the movies, it was Chamber of Secrets with the scene where there was words written in blood on the wall and a petrified Mrs. Norris on like stuck to the wall on like a pike or something. I don't even remember. And it absolutely terrified me. I was in fifth grade. And like, if y'all know me, y'all know how much I love my cats. And so like fifth grade me saw that and I was like, oh, wow, this is absolutely terrifying. Just as terrifying as I always thought it was. Great. I am never going to watch Harry Potter, especially if it hurts cats. So yeah, I was always very resistant to it as a kid. I do have like one like solid memory. I know for a fact that I did this. I remember picking up the first book in fifth grade and getting through like half of it in, I don't know, a night or maybe even like a couple nights, but like I got through it very quickly and I just put it down and never picked it back up. I think I got all the way to the stairs. I just got an email. What is it? It's a technology commons reminder that I have to return the headphones that I'm not even using right now. That's another thing that, that happened today. I came all the way to the recording studio and realized that I forgot my headphones. So I am borrowing my project partner's headphones, which she very kindly lent to me, but they're due back in an hour. So that's cool. But I got all the way to the part where the stairs were moving like we just found out that like the stairs move in Hogwarts and I remember reading Percy being a prefect as Percy being a perfect 
and then that's how I thought it was pronounced. And that's all I remember, but I remember like loving it. And I just never picked it back up. And I think that was also in fifth grade, which like I am now old. I am 21 years old. And so the timeline is fuzzy for when I was younger, but you know. So how I ended up eventually getting into it was through peer pressure, which like as they should, I think it was a bit ridiculous that I was like one of the only kids in the world that was like, no, no Harry Potter. I'm 11 and would love it and would want to go to Hogwarts, but no, I'm going to resist it for no reason. So the first Harry Potter movie I ever watched in full was Goblet of Fire. And I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade. A friend of mine and I carpooled to and from our middle school and it was like a 30 minute commute, but we also ran a lot of errands. Like our parents would get gas and we would go to doctor's appointments and we would pick up food from the farmer's market and we... Like we did that. And so like getting home after school in middle school always took like two or three hours. So while we were doing that and running all of those errands, she was like, can we please watch a Harry Potter movie, Madeline? I know you're going to love it. And I was like, no, like, I don't want to. They're scary. Like, I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about it. But she begged and begged and I finally gave in. And I just remember absolutely loving it. Like I was floored. And that movie is still my favorite today for the simple fact that like it is what brought me into Harry Potter and brought me into the world. And I am honestly forever grateful for it. And all of the criticisms that are against it are valid, but I think also a little too harsh. And I also am a big fan of the long hair. That's just my opinion, but you know. And so that's what got me into the mode of thinking that maybe Harry Potter is something that I might actually enjoy. So throughout early middle school, I found out that we had the first uh, two movies in our possession on DVD. So periodically, I would just put them on and watch them, you know, as something to do because I liked it. And I remember like one of these days I was watching Chamber of Secrets and I think I was like 12 or 13. And I was like, you know, I really like these movies. Maybe I should give the books a try. And we owned the first six books and a friend gave me the last one just because she knew she wasn't going to read it. And I decided to read them purely to try and speed up my reading pace, which for those of you that know me personally, that is laughable. <laughs> Y'all know how slow I read, but I in six, no, I was in eighth grade when I started them. I was like, I'm going to speed up my reading speed. And I literally have ADHD. Part of that comes with, for some people, processing disorders where like your brain just takes longer to process words than it does for other people. I have friends with ADHD that can read incredibly fast. I am not one of those people. And it also definitely did not speed up my reading speed by any means. And that will become apparent as I explain the rest of my little story here. I remember getting through the first three books pretty quickly. I have distinct memories of reading Prisoner of Azkaban in my freshman year of high school. And I remember talking to one of my friends about how I thought Harry was trusting Sirius too quickly. And I still stand by that. I am not Sirius's biggest fan. So don't come for me. Freshman year of high school was exceedingly rough for me. I was in a brand new school and was having 12 hour days as a 14 year old. I would wake up at 6 a.m. and not get home until 6 p.m. And that was like not the end of my day. Like I would still have homework to do. I was having a really hard time making friends and 
this was the first time I experienced real anxiety in a disordered way. I was lonely and exhausted and anxious and probably depressed. And for the first time in my life, I was experiencing like a really serious mental downturn. And so Harry Potter kind of became a support system for me. Once I finished the book for Prisoner of Azkaban, I immediately watched the movie that night, even though it was a school night. And when Harry said Lumos Maxima, like really loudly, and the Harry Potter logo came up on the screen, I started to cry. And then I cried a second time when my mom told me that I couldn't finish the movie and had to go to bed. I think that was when like Peter Pettigrew was revealed to be Scabbers. Mm -hmm. I should probably say that this episode is by no means spoiler free. Anyway, High school was also where my progress in the series slowed down dramatically. It took me the rest of my freshman year to get through the Goblet of Fire book. And in my sophomore year, I only got halfway through Order of the Phoenix. And so like after my freshman year, I transferred schools again. And luckily, this is where I stayed for the rest of my high school career. And then my junior year happened. And junior year of high school was basically the absolute worst, no matter where you go to school. But it was... Definitely, like, I know I said that freshman year was rough, but junior year was even rougher. When I was 16, so at the very beginning of my junior year, I got major back surgery to correct my scoliosis. And I was in the hospital afterwards for six days and then was out of school for two months to recover. And during that time, I was also in a play. So I would Skype into rehearsals so that I could still go to them when I couldn't physically be there the original Zoom, and I was using a lot of different crutches at that period of my life, so the biggest being like Hamilton, 21 Pilots, and then Harry Potter movies. Then second semester junior year came, and I spent a lot of that time catching up in school and healing, and during my first semester, I got a lot of support from my community while I was struggling with my physical health. However, once my mental health started to deteriorate again, uh, that support really started to vanish. I was taking a really stressful English class with a teacher that gave a lot of homework that was tedious and not fun assignments basically every day. And I was also in three shows at once during this time. And the icing on the cake was that my best friend at the time cut me off with no explanation. I have not talked to her since that day. This became one of the most, if not the darkest period of my life. I was extremely busy, burnt out, slept very little. I felt so alone and just so burnt out. I would I would cry at night because I could not bear the thought of going to school and doing more work and dealing with a class where me and my ex-best friend sat right next to each other. It was a lot and honestly, I Couldn't tell you how I made it through. Near the end of junior year, I picked up Order of the Phoenix again. And I started over because I realized how long it had been since I picked it up. And I think I was like 200 pages in. And so I flipped back to the beginning. And after the final for the class with my ex-best friend, while everyone else was like playing card games with each other on their computer, I read my Harry Potter book. And I think I got through the first 72 pages before going home. And I spent the whole summer reading it. I worked at a summer camp at the time, and during all the lunch and snack breaks, I was reading Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I even worked at Harry Potter camp during that time, and like any moment I could, I was reading Order of the Phoenix. It still took me a while to finish, though. I am an extremely slow reader, like I said, 
And reading was also not necessarily like a hobby I prioritized at that point in my life. It was just like something I did. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. And because of my anxiety, I was very set on being in the correct quote unquote mood to read Harry Potter so that I could enjoy it to the fullest extent. So like sometimes that mood wouldn't happen for like weeks. Uh, Then my senior year of high school came and I got a lot more interested in reading. And uh, that was because I discovered BookTube. Highly recommend. And it gave me a lot of motivation to read books again and prioritize reading as a hobby. More importantly, it made me finally finish Order of the Phoenix after so many years of reading it. So in February of 2018, I finished Order of the Phoenix for the first time. And I wrote a little thank you note to this book on a sticky note and stuck it in between like the cover and that first front page. Finishing Order was so bittersweet because it had seen me through like so much. I remember reading that book in so many different places, like at that camp and literally like on a plane where I nearly threw the book because Umbridge was being annoying. And I'm really grateful for it and for the world because Order just saw me through so much. Because of that, Order became my favorite book in the series. And that's when Harry became my favorite character, too. That's when I really started to love him. Even though for a lot of people, that's what made them, like, more upset at Harry. But he was traumatized. But that that's a whole other episode that I will definitely be making. I'll be honest, I do not have many memories associated with reading Half-Blood Prince. I know that I read it under my desk in a math class that I took my second semester senior year. So after I finished my work, I would read it. And once I started my freshman year of college... I read it out on the balcony in my dorm building. And it's also my least favorite book in the series, so that's probably why I don't remember much of it. Sorry, Half-Blood Prince stands, but I said what I said. The finale of reading the series is an insane one, in my opinion. I had finished Half-Blood Prince about a week prior, and that day I had decided to finally start Deathly Hollows. In one of my classes, though, I was a theater major at this time, and so to explain the way plot arcs work, my professor just completely spoiled the ending of Harry Potter, and I was devastated. I had encountered so many spoilers over the years, but had always managed to, like, avoid spoilers about the ending. In the words of Moaning Myrtle, I was distraught. Uh, I literally spent the rest of my day crying, including in one of my classes, like the class directly after it, I literally was crying in. I watched anime and ate a cinnamon raisin bagel, from Einstein's. And then like a few days later, I tried to start it, but ended up putting it down for like a month or two. Because again, after so many years, I just could not believe that like, it was just over (laughs) for me. But after putting it down for a couple months, I finally had a renewed vigor to see the story through. I picked up Deathly Hallows again. And this book became my second favorite in the series, I believe. Uh, Many people hated the camping, but I loved it. I was so intrigued by the Doe Patronus and the Horcrux hunt, and it just followed a completely different story arc than the rest of the books, which I just adored. My favorite little anecdote, and again, spoiler warning, is when Hermione and Harry were under the invisibility cloak and walking through Godric's Hollow on Christmas Eve. And it just so happened that I read the passage where Hermione says, Harry, I think it's Christmas Eve on Christmas Eve. I loved that. Uh, It's my favorite little anecdote and I want to get like a little bookmark. I think someone I used to follow on Instagram or maybe I still do follow made a bookmark that said Harry it's Christmas Eve on it. And so for the last 150 pages of Deathly Hallows I designated two nights for. 
my birthday, and then the day after my birthday. So for whatever reason, it took me three hours on my birthday to get through 50 pages. Like I said, I'm a slow reader. But then only two hours to get through the last 100? I don't know, don't ask me. Finishing the series was the most emotional and relieving and just insane experience ever. After five years, I finally read the last page of Deathly Hallows. I literally hugged the book for hours after I finished. I cried and I couldn't stop thinking about it literally for months. And it turns out my professor only spoiled like a teeny tiny part of the ending, which was a huge relief. After that, I tried to get involved by watching more Harry Potter content creators, but this was also at the time, so like start of 2019, like right after Crimes of Grindelwald was released. And so She Who Must Not Be Named began her downfall. And then like a year later, she outed herself as a turf. And so a lot of the time post finishing the Harry Potter series has been the internet telling me that I shouldn't like Harry Potter anymore. And that's been sad. <laughs> I don't know. I've been spending a lot of time thinking about if it's even okay to like Harry Potter. And I honestly think it is. And I agree that She Who Must Not Be Named is the worst and Harry Potter has its flaws like all books do. But Harry Potter is simply not something I can just get over or let go of because I love it and it has helped me through so many stages of my life. And I don't know who I would be or where I would be without it. Loki wanting a tattoo, but I haven't decided. So this episode is a bit longer than my usual ones, so thank you for sticking around. Um, I hope to make more episodes this length, uh, especially when going super in-depth into topics like this that are close to my heart. I will definitely be making more Harry Potter episodes in the future. I've just always wanted to tell my Harry Potter story because it's so long-winded, but it's also like a huge part of who I am. Uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And I guess it's time for the outro. Au revoir, eh? Goodbye. Why did I do that in a British accent? Whatever, I'm keeping it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Thank you to Ben Ranzinger for the intro and outro music. Please check out his work at Ben Ranzinger on Instagram. I would also like to thank Lauren Alice for the graphics and Jasmine Hodgson for the photos. You can find Jasmine's work at jasminehodgson.photography on Instagram. Thank you so much and see you next week.